When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, mental performance coach here and super excited to welcome you to this edition of the Mental Performance Mastery Podcast. It's a long form podcast and recording of a group coaching program that I'm running that has been brought to you by my friends at Fundraising University. Fundraising University helps you to dream big and raise more, to raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference. So if you're a scholastic coach or activities director and fundraising is an important part of you creating and running the program that you want, check them out online, Fundraising University. Now, in this group coaching program, I'm going to be talking about the number one activity that I do with all of my clients to kick off a year. It's called the MVP process. It's about establishing your mission, your vision, and your core principles, identifying those above and below the line behaviors that are going to help you perform your best when it means the most and give you the best chance for success. So I'm excited for you to join us here in this live group coaching call. And in the show notes below, you can actually find a link to where you can join this program and see the video of this call as well as get a lot of our other group coaching calls we've been running and you can dominate the day. Looking forward to bringing you this mental performance mastery information through this group coaching program. Again, brought to you by my friends at Fundraising University. Let's get it. All right, super excited to get today's group coaching call and mental performance mindset, leadership, and culture ready to rock and roll. Welcome everybody to our call. I'm Brian Kane. I'm your host of this group coaching program brought to you by my friends at Fundraising University. And to start today's call, the first thing I want everyone to do, if you would, is go ahead and go into the chat and just go ahead and please post where you're calling in from, your name and where you're calling in from. So I'm going to post Brian Kane and I'm coming in from Scottsdale, Arizona. And we're going to try to use the chat as much as we possibly can on our call today. So we got Michael from Gilbert. We got Vin coming in from Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Marty from Colorado. Matt Eaton coming in from Harrisburg. Robbie from Utah. Steve from Grand Rapids. We got Dave from Utah. Patrick from Tennessee. Carly coming in from West Virginia. Jeff coming in from Kansas. We got Joe coming in from South Jordan, Utah. Coach Jeff, good to see you coming in from Toledo. Keenan Blindo coming in from Berwick, Maine. Keenan, a high school athlete that I had as an athletic director back in Vermont. Keenan, thanks for being here. Bob DeLong, Tom Metis, Chris, Jason, and they're going to keep coming in. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for being here. And if you would now, if you go to the chat, I'm going to put our call agenda into the chat. And if you go ahead and click on that link in the call agenda, that's going to bring you to a Google Doc. And when you click on that Google Doc, I want to show you what we're going to do here. And this is going to kind of be how we role play each call. So when you click on that link, it's going to take you to this page. Now, if you're not familiar with Google Docs and this is new for you, what I want you to do is click File, Make a Copy, and then you're going to make a copy of this agenda and then you own it and you can take notes on it. So this agenda here that I have, which we're going to try to do for every call that we have, is the master template. You're gonna make a copy and then have that for you. And then I will do my best to stick to the agenda and stay on that to keep us organized here tonight. 
Uh, but sometimes, you know, as, as an artist, when we get on these calls, sometimes we make, we make pivots in the moment to take us into, into different directions to benefit uh, our, our group in our, in our group coaching call here. So uh, first thing I want to share with you tonight, obviously the, the resources, you know, you know, you came onto this call tonight because we're talking about the number one mental performance drill that you should be doing in 2023. And the number one mental performance drill that you should be doing in 2023 to grow yourself as a business owner, to grow yourself as a coach, to grow yourself as an athletic director or an entrepreneur is you should create an MVP process to get clarity for yourself and your team. Look, the, when I've been around elite performers, whether it's eight UFC world champions, four Cy Young Award winners, top performing teams, they are all starving for three traits, right? If you call them the three traits of greatness, or you call them the three traits of accelerated development, it's clarity, accountability, and support. So what we want to try to do tonight is help you, whether you're a coach, an entrepreneur, a business owner, create clarity accountability and support for yourself as we go into 2023. And the method that we're going to do to do that is the number one drill that I'm doing with all of my clients, individual and team in 2023. It's the MVP process. So the objective coming off of tonight's call is that you know how to make an MVP process for yourself individually, mission, vision, and principles. You also know how to do it for an organization. Let's say it's a business. We're going to take a look at the Fundraising University MVP process and have their CEO, Mike Bahoon, discuss the background of that MVP process and how we use that as an organization. And then we're also going to talk about, from a coaching standpoint, making one for your team. So we're going to take a look at some college athletic examples tonight, mainly the Ohio State University baseball MVP. Now, before we get into the meat of tonight's program, talking about our MVP process, I just want to take some time and show you where this program is going. My friends at Fundraising University who help you as, as a college or a high school coach or, or as an activities coordinator to raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference, they're the best in the world at what they do when it comes to scholastic and sport fundraising. They've partnered to say, Brian, we want to bring your mental performance, leadership, mindset, and culture coaching program to more coaches. We want to impact more lives. And the thing that I love about Coach Mike Bahoon and Fundraising University is their commitment to being a transformational organization, not just transactional. I was a high school athletic director for eight years in Vermont, and we had more fundraising groups come through the front door, come into our office, try to work with our coaches and athletes. And I just never felt like it was an organization that I said, you know what, they're doing a lot for us. I always felt like it was very transactional. And when I got to get inside with Fundraising University and got to know the people and got to know their process, I've got to tell you that I, I've never been more impressed with an organization in the fundraising space than Fundraising University. It's transformational and they do raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time. And I only say that because I have ran a fundraiser called the Fund You Now for Fundraising University, where we raised 30, how about this, $30,000 in one hour. So if you're interested in fundraising for your program, if you're a high school coach and you're on this call and that's something that you're into doing, let's talk or let's get on a call or get you with my friend, Zach Sorensen, uh, who's the mental performance coach with the Atlanta Braves, also working with Fundraising University as a VP of sales and get 
you some more information about a program that you might be able to run with Fundraising University. If you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneurial mind, if you're looking as maybe an athletic director to go, you know, I want to get out of the grind of being an AD. Maybe if I retire, what's that next career for me? I would highly encourage you to check out the Fundraising University Franchise Ownership Program, where you would own a territory and help to raise funds for schools in that in your area, in the area that you own, so that you they can do more for their athletes. So when Fundraising U approached me to say, hey, we want to we want to bring this program to, to more coaches and more you know entrepreneurs to help them with mindset, leadership, and culture, I was all in. So here's what we're going to do. I want to show you kind of the, the background here, which if you're on this call, you probably have already had the chance to go through this. But you know that when you joined this, this group coaching program, right, you were able to, to create an account. And when you log into your account, you probably first went to a page actually that looks like this. So you probably went to a registration page. Uh, and saw this, you put your name and email in there. And then I sent you a form to say, hey, give us more information. Where are you in the world? Are you a coach? Are you an athlete? Are you an entrepreneur, et cetera? And then you were able to make an account to get into a dashboard. When you log into this dashboard, this is where you're going to find all of our next calls. Like when's our next call? Uh, so obviously this is tonight's call. Our next call is going to be tomorrow, right? Where we do a 30 minute call talking about a book of the week. We're going to do Admiral McRaven's book, Sea Stories. And we're going to be kind of doing a Q&A off of that call and, and a little building off of this one. And then every time we do a call, we'll post the next one here. You can also go back and you can see all the calls that we have done. And for a lot of our coaches who have been with us, we started doing this group coaching back in June. And Mike Bahoon, being the CEO of Fundraising University and a baseball coach at Ohio State, said, Kaner, let's bring that to more people. So we went back and took all the calls we had done, put them here in this dashboard. So if this is your first call, you can go back and you can review the different calls that we've done. And one of which I would encourage you to go check out is week 24 our guest speaker, Mike Bianco, he's the head baseball coach at Ole Miss University, and they won the national championship in 2022, and they were the last team into the NCAA tournament, so a great call there of him talking about kind of how he works the mental game, trains student-athlete leadership and culture in building a program of excellence. So if you haven't yet logged into your dashboard to get in there and poke around, please make sure that you do that, and again, that's where you are gonna find the recording of this call. So with our agenda, let's get right to it. First thing I want you to do with the call resources is if you go to our agenda here and you say there's a two week podcast. So as you probably know, I run a mental performance daily podcast. That's two to three minutes a day, Monday through Saturday and Sunday I do a meditation. If you go back to January 4th, make a note of that. On January 4th, I started a two-week mini seminar where I walk you through every step, just like we're going to do tonight, but I walk you through every step of creating an MVP process. So if you go back to January 4th, listen to it for two weeks, that's going to give you more information on making your MVP process. Also, if you click on the second link here, if you go to briancane.com slash MVP, here is going to be a downloadable template as well as an instructional video about how to create your own MVP process. So those are two links that you're going to want to make sure that you go to. Okay, so we've covered our, our, our call resources. We've covered our four steps in terms of going through the dashboard. Let's get right to it. So the number one thing that you should do in 2023, I think, is you should invest into leadership, culture, and mindset. And a concept 
that I want to discuss is called the performance pathway. This comes right out of the book Above the Line by Urban Meyer. And in that book, he talks about the performance pathway as leadership develops culture, culture changes or modifies or directs behavior and behavior produces results. So leadership, we'll spend a lot of our time over the next six months of these calls, right? We're going to do 25 minutes a week, one hour every other week with a guest coach. Today, I happen to be that guest coach to get this kicked off, is we're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about culture. We're going to talk about behaviors, largely related to mental performance, routines, breathing, different things that you can do to help you to stay in the present moment, like a concentration grid, right? Different activities that you should be doing as a coach with your team or as a business owner with yourself, because business is a mental game. Coaching is a mental game. And when we talk about, and you understand strategies to help develop leadership, culture, and modify the behaviors, you're going to get results. Look, in your program, if you're a coach, and you have average behavior, you're going to get average results. If you have average student-athlete leadership or average culture, you're going to get average results. And if we look at the Texas A&M baseball program last year in 2013, Jim Schlossnagel, who we had as a guest here in our group coaching, which you can again find his episode in the dashboard, he talked about how last year, 2022, when he took over the Texas A&M baseball program, they were number 13 out of 13 in the SEC preseason. They finished third in the country, finished second in the SEC. How does he do that? They didn't all of a sudden bring in a lot better talent. Yes, they got better with talent, but not so much to go from 13th to second in the best conference in college baseball. What he did is he developed leadership, which helped then shape their culture, which helped then create elite behaviors, and they got elite results. So let's dive into each of these and then discuss how you're going to tie this all together with your MVP. So when you look at leadership, leadership is a skill. Now, what makes a skill? A skill is something that can be trained, it can be identified, it can be coached, and it can be mastered. So if you want to get better at developing leadership characteristics in yourself or in those who you're coaching, the first thing we have to do is we have to define leadership. So let's say leadership is a skill. And what defines you as a leader is if anybody is counting on you for anything, well, that makes you a leader. And if you're on this call, you've got people counting on you, whether they're your teammates, whether they're your athletes, whether they're your family, whether they're your clients, if you're a business owner, whether it's the people who work with you in your business. If anyone is counting on you for anything, that makes you a leader. Well, if you want to be a good leader and an effective leader, you've got to realize leadership is a skill set that can be developed. And that Skill set is a, is a balance of what I call the six C's. So C number one is connection, your relationships, right? Mac Brown, who is the football coach at University of Texas and now at North Carolina, when I had a chance to interview Mac Brown, I said, what is it you know now, coach? You wish you knew when you were first getting started coaching. He said, I wish I knew to sail the right ships. And he said, leadership and relationship lead to championship. He goes, I wish I spent more time building leadership. And through that conversation, he talked about leadership is really built on relationship, influence and impact built on relationship. So the first thing we want to make sure that we're providing opportunities for people in our program is to just build connection. And as I, as I uh, had a chance to, to talk with, I can't remember exactly the name 
um, was it was a strength coach at at Buenos Aires at the University of Miami before the old regime, not now with um, uh, with Aaron Feld, who's a strength coach with Miami football, but the previous Miami football strength coach. He said the best availability, the best ability of a leader is availability. So building connection through availability, one of the things we have to do is we have to be able to be around. We have to be available if we want to lead. So connection. The second C is character. And character really is, do you morally and ethically do things the right way? And character is, do you live out of a set of principles or preference? Preference is, I do what I feel like doing. Principle is, I do what my guiding core principles tell me I should do. That's what makes it right. So one of my CEO clients I was coaching today had to make a difficult decision on staffing. Should he retain uh, this person on their team or, or hire someone else? And we simply went back to and said, well, what do leaders do? Leaders do two things. They build trust and they get results. How do they build trust? Through these six C's. How do they get results? Through these six C's. I said, right, can you trust this person? Is this person getting results? And if the answer is not yes on both, you might need to make a change. We also looked at the core principles when we get into culture, we looked at the core principles of the organization. I said, is this person who you're looking to either replace or train, are they living the core principles of your organization? No. So they're not getting results. They're not building trust. They're not living the core principles of your organization. It's time to set what we call a train them or trade them deadline. And in the corporate world, look, you're not stuck with that person. So you don't train them. You trade them and go get someone else who's going to do the job. If it's an athlete, you might train them. You might have to give them a little bit more time. But in this situation, they missed They missed on the hire. So don't let it play itself out for six months and realize you made a mistake. Deal with it for six weeks and let's move forward. Or in, our, in this case, the next six hours, make a decision. So character. Do you live morally and ethically the right way? Do you live off of principle, not preference? Communication. How well can you, can you communicate? Can you communicate well orally? Can you communicate in writing? How do you communicate using your social media now in 2023? And then are you consistent? Do you show up the same person all the time? Do the people who you're leading know what they're going to get from you? Competence. Do you know what to do? Right. Competence is technical knowledge, tactical knowledge. What do I know about my industry? Right. I have I have more competence in mental performance coaching than I do in business development. I've got more competence in mental performance coaching than I do in teaching someone how to swing uh, a bat. Right. So everyone has their area of competence and people will follow you based off of the competence that you have if that's going to help solve their problems. And Fundraising University, the most competent organization when it comes to raising funds in the most amount of time with the most amount of funds and the least amount of time with the least amount of interference. So make sure that you are bringing people into your program that have high competence to solve your problems. And the last piece is courage. Courage, do I do the difficult thing? Courage, am I willing to have the difficult conversation? So those are the six C's of leadership. And we're really going to focus on those, that development throughout this group coaching program. Again, 25 minutes every week to get together and have a conversation uh, and get to, get to interact with other coaches that are a part of this program one hour every other week uh, with a guest. And one of our next guests, right, that we're going to have February 13th is going to be Matt Carpenter who's had a long Major League Baseball career, three-time All-Star, and one of the best teammates and leaders in Major League Baseball. Last year is with the New York Yankees, traded to the San Diego Padres. Going to talk a lot about 
his journey in mental performance, and also really what it takes to be a great locker room at the major league level. He's going to talk about the best leader he's ever been around in baseball, and I'll let him tell you about this player uh, next time when he gets on February 13th. And then February 27th, we're going to have Lance Berkman. He's the head coach at Houston Christian University. He was a six-time Major League Baseball All-Star. And Lance is going to come on and also talk about mental performance for him as a player, but also the leadership, the mindset, and the culture that he is bringing to his program and talk about things that he's learned through his career that all coaches should be able to do with their players and people should be able to do in their business. So that's going to be February 13th and February 27th. Obviously, you can find those calls uh, and the dates in your in your dashboard. So now that we know the six C's of leadership, let's talk about culture. And culture, by definition, is a set of beliefs that drive behaviors. And a set of beliefs would be your core principles. A set of beliefs would be what we're going to get into in the P section of your MVP process. So again, leadership, your ability to develop the six C's, drives your culture, drives the beliefs that drive behaviors. And behaviors, as you know, are either above the line, winning, championship, disciplined, intentional behaviors, or they're below the line, losing, undisciplined, unintentional behaviors that don't help us get our results. So that's the performance pathway and how leadership, culture, and behavior tie together to drive results. What I want to talk about now is a process that you go through as a coach or a business owner to develop an MVP process and culture for yourself, for your organization. So here's the five steps. Step one is to identify your MVP process. And your MVP is your mission. And what we use here in every organization you go to, or if you're in academics, a lot of times people use mission and vision interchangeably. But mission is what do you want on your gravestone? Like, why are you here? Who are you helping? What's the problem that you're solving? right? That's the mission. Big picture, why are we here? Better people through baseball, right? Or as the All Blacks say, better people make better All Blacks in the book Legacy by James Kerr. Why are we here? We're here to help coaches raise the funds that they need to provide the amazing life-changing educational experiences through scholastic sports. What's the mission of our group coaching program? To educate, empower, and energize coaches and entrepreneurs and athletes that come on this call with the strategies that you need around mindset, leadership, and culture to perform your best and win. That's why we're here. Now, vision. Vision is tangible. Resume, yes or no. Vision, that we every call we do has more coaches than the last one. It continues to grow. Vision, win a national championship. Vision. Um, be a program that, you know, uh, increases the number of participants in our program every year. If, if that's, uh, if you're a coach of a, you know, a program that can increase numbers, football, track, cross country, you know, some sports get capped on roster size, but what's the vision for your program? What's on your resume, a state championship, a national championship, making a million dollars a year as a business owner. That's part of your vision. Those aren't big enough to be the mission. The mission has to be the reason why those things are important, right? Because of what you learn in the process of who your people become in pursuit of that vision. So mission, big picture, think gravestone, vision, tangible, think resume. Did we do it? Yes or no. And then the core principles 
are like the character traits of how you're going to show up every day. So we I use uh, often the TCU baseball example of SCE, selfless, excellence, and energy. We'll use Coach Slosnangle at Texas A&M and, and the word relis, respect, excellence, leadership, loyalty, integrity, and service. So what are the core principles of your organization? And then when you get when you get those identified, you go to step two, which is to define your organizational core principles. How do you define family if that's part of your principle, right? Because if you're have ever been in a college football locker room with 110 different people, guess what? They're all going to have a different definition of family. So you have to define that for them so that organizationally we can literally be on the same page. And once you've identified your mission, your vision, and your core principles, and then you've defined those core principles. You then describe the behaviors. What does it look like, right? What does it look like above the line? And what does it not look like to live our core principles? Then you assess. Well, how do we assess behavior and performance? You can look at all the different aspects of your program. If it's, let's say, a softball team, you can say our pitching, our defense, our hitting, our base running. If it's an organization, you can say our marketing, our financials, our work ethic, our development of our people, our human resource, or our growth and development, right? One to 10, how are we doing? What do we got to start, stop, and continue to get closer towards a 10? Or you could say on a scale of one to 10, how are we doing? What do we have to do? Or what are we doing well? What do we want to do better? How are we going to do it? That's a form of assessment. And you can do self-assessment where everyone grades themselves. You can do peer assessment where they grade each other or a 360 assessment where you bring in you know, outside consultant or other people to help kind of look at in your program, you're getting feedback from your staff, from your players, from your parents, from the, from the other members of maybe your school administration who happen to be a part of your program, right? If you're doing a 360 assessment as a business owner, you're doing it yourself. You're having your clients do it. You're having your supervisors do it. And you're getting a much more clear assessment of where you're at. For example, working with a mixed martial arts fighter, and where we're at with this client. Today, I talked I talked to him yesterday. Today, I talked to his agent. I talked to his wife. I talked to his strength coach. And I said, what are you all seeing? Does this all align with what he's seeing in himself? So I'm getting a 360 assessment because my friends, sometimes you can't read the label from inside the jar. Sometimes you need outside perspective to help you get a better assessment of where you're at. So you can then step five, create a growth plan. And the growth plan closes the biggest gap in the world, which is the knowing doing gap. Closes the gap from where I am to where I want to be. So when we do make when we have that assessment, we then make the growth plan. And the growth plan becomes, which is you're going to hear Mike Bahoon talk about your success checklist or your habit share. If you followed anything from one of the greatest business coaches on the planet, Marshall Goldsmith, his book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, or his book Triggers, he talks about, and as I had him on a podcast one time. He said the number one tool he uses as a coach is a success checklist. I know we've got people here who are in, who are in the, the heroic community with my friend, Brian Johnson. He uses a success checklist, the heroic app. If you've been with me following this program, you know, we use habit share, a success checklist. And what a success checklist does for you is a growth plan. It creates clarity. What do I need to do? It creates accountability and it creates support. So you can get that. If you click on this habit share link, you can get a free app that we use as a, as a success checklist. Once you create that and what you've learned in the assessment, you then create your plan. 
you have an accountability partner, someone who you check in with, right? To get a checkup from the neck up and make sure you're following your plan, that your plan looks like it should deliver the results you're looking for, that it's accurate, that it's clear. And then you go to work and you have to prevent the three culture killers, the three culture killers of BCD. I had a call today with a group. I say, hey, the first thing we got to eradicate in that locker room, the first thing we got to get rid of in that locker room is people blaming, complaining, getting defensive when things get hard. So if you can create a culture of no BCD, you're going to start down the path of a winning culture. You have a culture of no BCD and you have a culture of we over me, right? The culture killer is me over we mentality. We want that to be we over me, team first, team last. Also having a culture of energy givers, not energy suckers. If everyone in your organization can come out of your locker room, out of your practice, out of your classroom, out of one of your meetings, out of your interaction with them as a leader, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, and when they walk away from you, they have an energy spike. They're in a better state than they were when they came to you. You're winning. That's positive leadership. So all of that happens and is tied together when we create an MVP process. So I'm going to go back to our call here. And I want to bring in Mike Bahoon, who is the uh, CEO of Fundraising University. He's also the uh, he's an assistant baseball coach at Ohio State University. Coach Mike, are you with us here, sir? Yes, sir. Awesome. Mike, thank you for taking time, man. I know you guys are getting it going there with, with practice and all that. And I appreciate you coming in and, and joining us here. And I wanted to have you just because you have bring a unique perspective, having done your MVP process for yourself, but also for fundraising university at Ohio State University. And first, I wanted to thank you for putting this group, group coaching program together and getting behind it. But wanted to have you kind of talk about, you know, the your personal, the organizational, and the team MVP process. But before we kind of show those and get into those, would you just sort of talk about the, how, what the MVP process has done for you and how it's helped you to create that clarity for what you're trying to do, either it's with yourself, with Fundraising University, or with your team at Ohio State? Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, and thanks for making us all better. And everybody that's on the call, this is what this is about. It's about all of us getting better and committing to one another and, and creating a group dynamic to do that. So this is my most exciting call of the week, other when I get other than when I get to talk to my girls. So wel welcome, everybody. You know, it, it's interesting because they're two separate organizations, right? We have Fundraising University, who's a growing business, right? And as we grow, we're, we're in the midst of developing something that's never been developed before, right? So it, it's a little bit more um, evasive than I would want it to be at times, but it's also easy to lose track of the core values that have really solidified where we are, right? Because of some of the newness and some of our high desire to grow and change. And so what, what it's really allowed us to do is to evaluate ourselves within our core values, but, but most specifically within the fundamentals and just get back to execution. Like when it gets complicated, I always go back to this and it's always a reminder to me that simple's better, right? Simple's just better. And this, this form just, it always centers me. Um, and it always reminds me that, you know, the, the, the most important thing that you're doing is the thing that you're doing right there. And that you just have to stack up good days one at a time, because there's just so many different ways, you know, we're trying to, to raise a billion dollars for schools. And there's so many things that go into that, but, the real key to it is getting everybody to master the basics. And, and we're just trying to be obsessed with the basics. And then Ohio State is, you know, it's really interesting because we have a great coach who knows what it looks like to win a championship, but we're doing that with kids who have never been involved in that, right? And so 
bringing the MVP process into it and then getting people to believe in a system versus building a system are, are what's really kind of interesting for me. And, and I get the great perspective of leading one organization and then watching another piece person do it as the assistant person. It, and it's really been the neatest thing for me probably the last six months is, is, is forcing myself to step back, but also at the same time realize that all the same elements of both organizations are exactly the same. It's a master of the fundamentals. It's talking the same language and it's getting everybody to believe in uh, why you're doing what you're doing. And the thing that probably really stands out, Brian, and then I'll stop is, you know, every single one of these things that is built within a system, it obviously all starts with people and it all starts with execution. But the longer that I go in and out of both of these, the, the key characteristic of our five characteristics that just I keep coming back to over and over and over is you have to be competitive. And everywhere that I'm at where there's competitive people, it's just the root of everything that needs to happen. It's more important than experience, you know, sales experience if you're in the business world. It's more important than how many at-bats you have on the Ohio State thing. And I just keep getting a reminder, when we look for great people, we have to look for competitiveness, and then they have to be coachable. And if those things don't exist, all the other experiences and talents in the world congest what you're trying to do from a cultural perspective. Yeah, I love that, Mike. And, you know, and, I, and you talk about, you know, the, being competitive and finding a way, not an excuse and being coachable and commitment to learning and getting 1% better. And for, you know, our coaches that, that are new to the call, I've, I've written a book called 1% Better. And Mike, it was a way we kind of first connected. Um, and the concept behind 1% Better is that that we can't just talk the talk. We have to walk the walk. And a lot of people are going to say, hey, let's get 1% better. Well, for those that are with us that know, if you'd put inside of our chat here, what's 1% of a day? 1% of a day is how long? Go ahead and drop that in the chat. Let's see who gets it first. 14 minutes, Colleen, Tom Metis, AJ coming in. That's right. For 14 minutes and 24 seconds of a day is 1%. So we can't be people who just talk to talk and say, let's get 1% better. We have to make it tangible. We have to make it real. We have to choose to invest 1% of our day into personal development. And that's where the MVP process comes in. And Mike, I'd like to pull up your personal one and have you talk a little bit about it. And because I think the concept is the same, right? Whether it's Ohio State, where you're an assistant helping it, whether it's fundraising university, where you're the CEO kind of directing it and supporting it. And then individually, when you can identify a target as a competitor, you will hit it. But the problem is most people don't know the game that they're playing, so they can't play it well. They never press pause long enough to go, man, for me to make 2023 the best year of my life and for me to really take quarter one and make it the best year of my life, what does that look like? And then how do I get there? Because if you're on this call, the one thing that I believe about you is that if you have a goal and you can create a plan, to execute that goal, to execute on that goal, you're going to work the plan. But it's really hard to create a plan if you don't know the target you're trying to hit. And we all use the excuse of I'm busy. We have to eliminate busy and stop confusing being busy with doing business. 
You need to do the right activities to grow your business. You need to do the right activities to grow your team. You can't just go practice. You have to practice the right way. You can't just stay busy. You have to do the right activities. Well, how do you know what the right activities are? Coaching. Find a mentor. Find someone who's been where you want to be. Ask them how they get there. Create a plan. Follow your plan. Learn along the way and adjust. And the plan doesn't have to be long, my friends. Please write down consistency over duration, right? I get the question all the time. Hey, how long is it going to take for us to do this MVP process? And the answer is it's going to take as long as it takes. And then we're, well, how long is it going to take me to get my results? It's going to take as long as it takes. I don't know your work ethic. I don't know your work rate. That's up for you to decide. But it's going to take a lot longer if you distract yourself. It's going to take a lot longer if you don't focus. And if you write down an acronym, focus, follow one course until successful. And Mike Bahoon, you've been super successful, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a coach and individually as a family man, a guy that I look to. Um, would you talk about that individual MVP process, Mike? Because I think that's the place to start. I truly believe that the personal always comes before the professional and developing a personal MVP process. That would be an objective that I would love to have everyone here on the call take on. And then for, for the next two weeks, right, we've got a call tomorrow. We've got a call next week. Let's dive into you creating that MVP process and creating clarity for yourself. Mike, would you take us through kind of this personal MVP and what this has done for you, please? Yeah. So, I mean, our whole entire organization is just built around coaches. And if we, if we make ourselves better and we go out and find coaches who want to make kids better, then everything else that we want to do is just going to happen, right? And the, it's really personal to me that that's what the mission is, right? And because I was that kid who needed a coach. And so this isn't a, it's not a tagline. It's not some corny deal. Like this is a real thing. And this is why we're on the phone now is because we believe in coaches and we believe in being coached and, and coaching others. And so that's what fundraising university is. It's, it's critical mass to go out and create and improve the student athlete experience. But the system that helps that happen in the schools is getting the best people who want to grow. And if that growth mindset is just where we stay and if we use the process, then, then we get there. So that's kind of the mission, you know, living life with a teachable and highly motivated persona. Like I'm naturally not a talented person. So energy has to be a big part of what, what I have to do. And, and I need people to be teachable, um, and I have to be teachable if they're going to do that with me. Um, I have to embody being a coach and make coaching uh, personal, my personal brand. Like I want people to, to see me as a coach. I want to model what coaching is. And, and I hope that that has an influence on others. And then I want to lead with, you know, character, humility, and toughness and being a role model in the process over outcome. Like that's really hard. That was really hard for me to just really, take process over outcome. And, and like you were just talking about, take that from being like a tagline or something cool that we talk about and really letting go of that. And I have a really talented group of people that I'm working with tomorrow night that are multi-franchise owners. And, and that's where it all starts. You know, they want me to tell them how to hire or what it looks like, but really we have to commit to the right commitments. And if make the commitments to the process and you measure success, not just on victories, but you're okay with failures, then you know you're getting closer to success. And that that's probably the biggest step that I took two years ago. And then and then 
fostering an approach with a growth growth mindset and clear culture within my leadership. So I want people to kind of represent who we are and I want our people to look, not look, but, but persona of them be a certain way. And then, so I put nutrition and health here. You know, I I spent 15 years driving and I, I didn't take great care of my body and I could just start to feel some of those things. And so I just have a pathway here. You know, I have to try to keep up with my wife who's got negative 0.3 body fat and she eats perfect all the time. So half of it's built in for me because I don't get to eat anything I want anyway. Um, but I need to also do a better job of taking that part serious because a lot of the goals that I have, I'm 48, are going to take me till I'm about 78 in order to accomplish those. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm not going to get there. It's just not going to matter. I'm going to come up short. Mike, so that part kind of moved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can just hop in here real quick, is because what Mike's about to go through, okay, I want to just make sure we're, everybody's clear here and how some of these tools tie together that he's gonna that he's gonna talk about is Mike's about to go into what we call the three main areas of optimal living. Okay, if you're gonna be optimal in in your performance, you're gonna set goals for yourself in the areas of energy, love, and work. It's a concept that we've taken from Brian Johnson with Heroic, a friend of mine. And a lot of times people get confused around love. They're like, man, I don't know how to set love goals. So think about it like this. Energy, relationships, work. Or you could say professional work, relationships, family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, and personal. So however you want to slice it, this is a template. You can take it and tweak it however you want to tweak it. But what Mike's about to go into for his energy love and work or energy relationship and work goals, you then have to reverse engineer these into a daily success checklist. Thank you, Marshall Goldsmith. So if I could share with you guys, this is not in the notes. This is the freestyle piece comes out, right? We get around and you got like-minded people talking, energy's flowing, and we come up with things that we can't think about when we're building an agenda. So this is the artist piece. For the, what I call the four-step goal formula, or another way to say it would be the four-step player development or the four-step personal development formula. And Mike, I'm going to come back to here to you to go through this. I want to introduce habit share to people so that they can see how, as you're putting these in your MVP, we then bring them into habit share. So four-step player development formula, four-step personal development formula. Step one, set your intention. What do you want? That's your MVP process. Mike's about to go into that. What he wants for his nutrition, what he wants for his energy. Step two, schedule it. Put it on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. If you don't use a calendar, start. It'll be the biggest thing you do in 2023 to change. Look, time is the great equalizer. We all have 168 hours in a week. We all got 86,400 seconds in a day, 1,440 minutes in a day. It's up to you to decide if you spend them or invest them. Let's invest. So schedule it, schedule your day, time block. We'll talk more about that moving forward. Step three, measure it. This is where habit share comes in. So when you measure, Mike's talking about process over outcome. Let me show you what this looks like here. Come on, baby. Good. All right, here we go. So this is Habit Share, Habit Share app. And this this would be a checklist, right? So 
when we talk about process over outcome and Mike's going to have one that looks just like this. And the goal is that you have one that looks like this is what is your process, right? So when Mike starts talking about energy and sleep, my goal is getting to bed at eight up at five. Yours may look totally different, but have a sleep goal. I want to get up and see the sunrise. I want to wear these toast spreaders. When I do, boom, I check the box green. I want my weight to be in a certain place, right? I want to have these certain measurements throughout my day. This is my process. When I do it, I check it green. If I didn't need to, I check it gray. If I didn't do it that day, I check it red. This gives you the three traits of greatness, clarity, accountability, and support. Whether you use paper and pencil, whether you use habit share, whether you use heroic, I'm less concerned about the tool that you use as long as you actually have a success checklist. But the first step is to identify what you're trying to do, your KPIs, let's call them, your key performance indicators, or the habits that you want to create to become the best version of you. So uh, I'm going to bring Mike back on here. I realized I got in the chat that my screen didn't share well. I'll do that again at the end of the call, but essentially habit share in the checklist. Mike, if you want to come back, we'll go back into your MVP here. And you were starting to talk about your quarterly vision for energy around nutrition and health. If you could unpack those for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I've chose to, to do a lot more. I mean, I'm, I'm a hundred hours a week. Um, and so if I'm not taking care of myself, um, it, it's just, it's just real difficult. Right. And, 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 uh, it's just, it just all starts there. And, and you realize that as you get older, right? So here's some of the derivatives, multivitamins, a certain amount of steps that looks like a lot guys, but it's really not. If you just talk on the phone and walk at the same time, and then just drinking more water, you know, doing all these different things, you guys can read them, but it, it all starts with energy. Like I said, up above, I realize I have to have more energy than other people. I have to go longer to make up for my lack of talent gap. And so it starts with energy. The, the recovery and sleep is, is really hard for me. I'm not very good at that. I'm stuck at about 28 hours a week since August. Um, the chiropractor thing, I've kind of removed a little bit and I'm doing a lot of mobility work that I get to do at Ohio State, which has just been great. And I'm trying to get better with my breathing for sure on every level. And it's the silliest thing that I thought two years ago that makes the biggest deal in the world. And it's just not something that, that, that I do well. Um, and so that's kind of the, the personal health stuff. I, I got a long way to go. I'm just like everybody else. I'm a huge work in progress. Um, and so that's the part. And then as far as just me getting better, uh, that's the most exciting parts of my day is I've got kind of an outline of the things that I work on. Um, you know, obviously I spend some time with Brian. I do some book reading and, and you guys can kind of see those things there, but but those are the things that give me energy. So I try to do those at the beginning of the day. Um, and uh, th they're super important to me. And then, you know, all the other pieces here, as far as uh, the baseball parts and just getting better, uh, implementing those into our team, um, figuring out where they go, and then fundraising university, the company. So, you know, I've got the, the things that Brian talked about, I have in chronological order. I have the benefit of Brian uh, time with Brian to help me build this. So it, it only looks super impressive because Brian helped me. Um, sometimes details aren't my greatest thing uh, because I, I tend to jump ahead and think ahead. And so this always gets me back to center. And then Brian mentioned habit share. That's huge because it's just something simple that gives me momentum. Right. And so as I go through these, another thing I'll mention too, and this is kind of unique to, to fundraising you that, that we've done and it's an extension of what Brian does and the, the vernacular, the 168, there's an app that you can call. So here's the habit share. That's awesome. So you can 
do the MVP process. You can put those things in habit share. So what we're doing right now to give you some tangibility, fundraising you reps that are following the system, they put four or more habits into habit share. We just start at four because we want to build momentum. And then we actually download another free app like habit share called a tracker. And it's an app that keeps track of your 168 for you. And you can draw a chronological report. And so it's really cool. And you can put it into your calendar. So what we do when we plan is we start with the MVP process and then we break everything down. And then we have a weekly phone call as a company that's helping us take a look at our 168, our habit share and and a a tracker helps us organize our 168. And that's, that's really what I do. I, I don't, I used to spend a ton of time like thinking about the big goals or procrastinating on long-term goals. And one of the main things I've gotten better at from the coach here at Ohio state and then Brian and conversations with other people here is just really getting good at winning that day. And it sounds so silly, but it's not something that I did well in the past and uh, it would be frustrating. And I wouldn't give myself a chance to have victories because I was so focused on these immense goals that had these perfect places. And even when I would obtain them, sometimes I never enjoyed myself. And now I'm just giving myself a chance to win each day. And all these tools are the ones that give me that. And they give you momentum. They give you something to go to. They're very simple. They're all synergistic and and they don't take a lot of talent to do it. And you don't have to be super talented to meet high goals. I'm the best example of that. So hopefully that helps, Brian. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. And I know we've got a couple uh, other, you know, people I want to bring on tonight's call. John Woods, if you're with us, if you would join us. Um, I know, you know, as a high school athletic director at Libertyville High School in Illinois and one of the top athletic departments in the state of Illinois and in the country, one of the things I know that you've created there is is an MVP process for your school. So Coach Woods, if you would uh, if you would join us here, I'll kind of add a spotlight to you and bring you into the call too. So talk about kind of the difference that the MVP process and clarifying that mission, vision, and principles is made for you and your group at Libertyville. Now you're muted, Coach. Mm, let's see. Do I need to ask to unmute? Do I need to ask you to do that? Yeah, I think it has come from your side, Kaner. Here we go. Coach Woods. You get it? You get it? Okay, cool. Yes, Thank you. Um, it's ironic, uh, the timing. Tonight is our spring coaches meeting. So tonight we'll have, I think, 80 – uh, 80 plus coaches uh, in our studio theater tonight. And we're going to take them through um, the personal MVP process, because as you know, if it doesn't happen within you, it will not happen through you. You right. cannot give that which you do not have. So we're going to um, take them through the MVP process. We're going to bring them back. They're going to share amongst themselves. And then we're going to bring them back, take them through the uh, team MVP process. We're going to share a few examples with them uh, to get our spring coaches going. Um, Chris and I were talking yesterday while I was on the on the way home from our state dance competition, and we're just looking at our teams that have um, done a little deeper dive into the MVP process and some of the other mental performance strategies that you've shared with us. And I, I, success leaves clues. There is really no illusion why the teams um, are succeeding the way they are. And I, I started making some notes last night, and um, and it, it's just really remarkable to see the alignment between uh, the teams that are doing a deep dive. And, and then of course the, the outcome or the product that they're producing. Um, and of course, I mean, we've got outstanding coaching staff. And so some of them um, aren't where they, where we would like them to be yet. Um, but we keep, we keep pushing the rock. 
and uh, and starting to see some signs of, of growth, which is, uh, I think, even more exciting. You know, you'll have the people that are all in that 10 percent and then you got the 80 percenters and the 10 percenters. And, and to me, the real fun is is finding those 10 percenters that are in that entry level where it's not for me. And how do we get them to might be OK for you? And then to I'll give it a shot. Mm. You know, Coach Woods, it's an interesting question for you. As an athletic director, you obviously, we've got a lot of ADs on the call. We've got a lot of coaches on the call. We talk about this, the buy-in, right? And we talk about the four stages of buy-in. If you guys would, would take these down and take these down. Stage one, it's not for me. It's met with resistance. People aren't into what you're trying to teach, right? They're not, they're not buying what it is you're trying to sell. They're comfortable the way they are. Not for me. Stage two, it's okay for others. Well, we, you know, you show you show an MVP process of these other organizations in, in, in Ohio State and one of the top baseball programs in the country. And it's like, OK, well, I guess it's OK for others. Stage three, I'll try it. Well, in order to try something, you have to know what to try. I want you to try to create your own MVP process. Go back to January 4th on the MPD podcast. Go to briancane.com slash MVP to download your template. Follow the notes that we posted in the chat. Um, you know, the link there. Um, try to attend these calls, watch the recordings and stay with us over the course of the next six months. And I can tell you, you'll get to stage four, which is, I can't believe I did it any other way. If you can stay with us, you don't have to be live all the time. If you can watch the recording, I know it's hard to show up live all the time. Life happens. But if you can watch the recordings, it's why we were so critical to put them in the dashboard. Like we're not going to email them to you. We're not going to put them on a YouTube channel. We're just going to put them in the dashboard so you can log in at your time and get them. This is an exclusive brought to you through Fundraising University. So getting your coaches, Coach Woods, you said the ones that do it are getting results, but they're not all doing it at that level. So when you talk about seeing a difference between your coaches that have bought in and the coaches that don't, what are the differences that you see and maybe why that's happening? I would say the coaches that do, um, you know, I heard Dr. Rob Gilbert say the ones that are already good are the ones that are eager to get better. Hmm. And, and then you have ones that that believe they're good and may not necessarily be eager to get better. And so continuing to challenge them by asking questions like, are you a finished product? Are you as good as you'll ever get? And if we are truly in this to give back to the kids, what are we giving them? What are we giving back to the kids? And if we can't answer those questions, then there's more room for us to grow. And so I think the coaches that are in, um, they're, they're great. They're the ones that are on these calls, right? They're the ones that if they can't be on these calls, they're looking at the recordings. And, and then the ones that aren't here or aren't looking at the recordings are the ones that um, have to get to a place on their own to where they um, realize that there's more room to grow. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, those are the ones that, to me, um, present the greatest challenge and the greatest opportunity for growth. Yeah, that's awesome. So th the difference is, is just where they're at in their professional career. You and I have talked about the five stages of coaching. Yeah. And you've got stage one where they're in survival. You've got stage two where it's all about selfish success. Stage three is significance. And if we can get our coaches to stage three where they play a significant role in the lives of kids rather than focused on success, significance is about others. Success is about me. And so um, those that are coaching now, those that are ADs now, we've all been through that, those stages. Um, the mission is to get to significance and, and reside in that third stage.
Yeah, I love that. You know, Coach Woods, we're definitely going to get to want to learn more about some of the things you're doing at Libertyville and bringing back on you and your assistant athletic director, Chris Davis. You know, we'll have a call with you guys talking about your student athlete leadership program that you guys are running and how you're taking a lot of what we're talking about here in, in these mental performance calls and bringing it into your athletic department and empowering and educating your coaches and student athletes. And also for everyone else who's joined us here today, Coach Woods, you've been on every call that we do 25 minutes every week. So I'm sure that people are going to start reaching out to you as a resource. So I appreciate you sharing that. Maybe if you'd put your email inside of the chat, it'd be great for people to get a hold of you. Coach Woods, I want to also bring in Kevin Guzzo. Kevin is a high school athletic director in Michigan. Um, and it does not look like he was able to make the call. I know he texted me and said he may or may not be able to make it because of of um, the commitment that popped up. So he's not here. So here's what I want to do. Uh, MVP process. I want to take it to the chat and I want to just kind of have you post the biggest thing that you took away from today's call and want to, you know, and take any questions that you might have. I know we threw a lot of information at you. Again, my goal is that you, one, know where to go to get more. Where do you go to get more? You show up every week, whether it's on recording or it's live, just know how to get more. As a leader, you don't know, you don't have to have all the answers. You need to know where to go to find the answers. And typically the place to go to find the answer is to go to someone who has already done it, who has been there before you. Look, there's two types of experience. There's expensive experience and inexpensive experience. Inexpensive experience is you find someone who has done it before and you ride their coattails and you follow them around and you ask the questions and you do the interview and you gain their strategies of success. Look, my friends, life is not a talent game. It's a strategy game. So the strategies that you're using are working perfectly for the results you're getting. So if you want better results, you got to use better strategies. And what you can do is you can go watch the YouTube videos and listen to the podcast and follow the gurus on Instagram and social media, and you can try to find all the answers, or you can show up here every week and we can talk through them. And we can talk through systems that work because success leaves clues. So does disaster. And the goal of these calls is to speed up your learning curve in the area of mental performance, leadership, and culture. If you can learn and improve your performance with mental performance, leadership, and culture, you're going to skyrocket your results. And we're going to give you those clues of success. We're going to share with you the disasters that we've experienced too, because we've failed. I've been fired. We've all gotten, we've all lost. And we're going to share with you some of the things we've learned through that process too. The other, the other piece is the inexpensive and expensive experience. We're going to bring guests here that are going to share with you their experience so you can speed up your learning curve. Matt Carpenter, almost got, Matt Carpenter got asked by Jim Schlossnagel at TCU to not come back unless he changed his life. He came back as a senior, didn't get drafted, came back as a fifth year, fifth year, got signed for $1,000, became a three-time all-star in the major leagues, has probably made over $100 million playing major league baseball, won a World Series with the Cardinals. Last three years with the Cardinals, he hardly played. He gets released calls the Texas Rangers local team, says, hey, I want to know, I don't want to finish my career like that. Can I have an opportunity to come to play with the Rangers? They give him a minor league contract halfway through the season last year. He's like, hey, do you guys see me in your plans? I'm playing great. Am I going to get called up? No, Matt, we don't see it. Give me my release. 10 days later, he's hitting in the three hole for the New York Yankees. And he becomes almost Major League Baseball comeback player of the year, gets a broken foot, 
just signs a two-year contract with the San Diego Padres. You want to talk about making adversity your advantage? Make adversity your advantage. You want to talk about using failure and fear as fuel? That defines Matt Carpenter. He's going to come on on February 13th. He's going to talk about his journey. Most importantly, the strategies that he has used around leadership, mindset, and culture. Talking about the best leader. How about this? The best leader he's ever seen in Major League Baseball was a teammate of his. We're going to ask him who it was. What did they do? What did you learn from it? How can we take that and use those strategies ourselves? Like if you're coming up, I want this call to be action provoking, right? Dr. Gilbert says it was success hotline all the time. Don't let it be thought provoking. Let it be action provoking. What are you going to do? Hopefully what you're going to do is you're going to join us for the next six weeks, one week at a time, six months, one week at a time. You're going to create your own MVP process or get that process started. You're going to follow our calls. There's a lot that's going to be here. And I have, I worked, just got contacted by, our, by, our, by a professional golfer this past weekend. Text him today. Hey, man, when's our next call? He goes, man, I just feel like I got a lot to do. He goes, it seems like a lot of work. I said, no shit. It's a lot of work, man. You want to be good? It's, you know what it takes? It takes work. You know what they call the miracle of life? Labor. So if you're not willing to put in the work, nobody can help you. It's not easy. Easy has a price. This is going to be work, but I can guarantee you it's going to be the best work you've ever done because it's going to be work on you. And as Coach Wood said, you can't give away that which you don't have. If it's not in you, it can't come through you. And our goal in this program, sponsored by Fundraising University, is you become the best version of you that you've ever been so that together we can educate, empower, and energize other people to be their best. And when that happens, everybody wins. So thank you all for coming here. Biggest takeaways for today. We've got people talking about you got to measure your performance. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. Thank you, Pat. Another one, Mark, if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. Matt Eaton talking about good philosophy, ends in action, put into play. John Woods, it takes what it takes. Six C's, schedule it, consistency over duration, and focus. Follow one course until successful. And that course is 25 minutes a week, one hour every other week. And you know where you can find out when the next call is? Let me show you, because I don't want to email you because I'm trying to cut down on the amount of email that you get from me. That's one of our big lessons learned is I don't want to have to send you a Google Calendar invite because every time I change it, you probably get an email. You're going to go to your dashboard. When you log into your dashboard, you're going to see, here's today's call. As soon as I post this call, we move the on-deck call to the next one, and then you'll see the following call after that. So thank you for being here today. Thank you, Mike Bahoon, for taking the time. John Woods taking the time to share with us. Thank you, Fundraising University, for truly, truly being transformational in the lives of coaches and for caring about making coaches better. And as you guys know, Fundraising University, they're always looking for individuals throughout the country that are competitive, that they're empathetic, that are organized and self-starters. They're looking for people to partner with, looking for people to team with. So if you're a potential franchise owner, if you're a, a coach or athlete or business-minded person and you love to work with coaches and athletes, all while owning your own business, or if you're interested in working with the best fundraising service in the industry to raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference, and I've worked it, I've done it once, and we did 30000 in an hour. I'm telling you, it's the best fundraiser you can do. It's the easiest fundraiser you can do. And it's probably the most fun you can do. 
If you're interested in any of that, working with Fundraising University, potentially being a franchise owner, please contact Zach Sorensen to learn more. As you guys know from our previous calls, Zach is the head mental performance coach with the Atlanta Braves organization. Good friend of mine, also now working as a VP of sales with Fundraising University. We put his information here inside of the chat. It's Z Sorensen, S-O-R-E-N-S-E-N at fundraisingu.net. And we're looking to bring this to Canada too. So thanks for being here, representing the great, I don't know if you call it city, state, country, province of Toronto. Thanks for being here for that. Appreciate it. Let's dominate the day. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. 25-minute call if you can make it. If not, check out the recording, and we'll see you when we see you. Until then, don't count the days. Make the days count. Let's dream big, raise more, and let's dominate the day. See you.